Thank you very much. Uh, Sophia, do you want to pray for us as we start? All right, our Father and our God, we appreciate you. Thank you, Father. We give you all the glory because you alone is worthy of all our mm. praise. Thank you for our individual lives. Thank you for this church. Lord, we thank you because you have been the one who has been on our side. Thank, thank you, you for the previous meetings like this. How you have proven yourself faithful. Thank you because in the meeting of this evening, you show yourself strong again. Be thou thank exalted you, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Holy Spirit, you are the teacher and the revealer of the secrets and the deep things in the world. Lord, we ask that this evening, let your spirit teach us from the throne himself in the name of Jesus. Amen. Open our hearts and our eyes, O oh Lord, to the deep things of your word in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, almighty God. Thank you, Father. Because you have answered us. In Amen. Jesus' name, I have prayed. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. God bless you. Amen. So we're going to the book of Amos today. It's actually an interesting book for me uh, because Amos was, a, uh, was, was an entrepreneur, in fact, a serial entrepreneur, uh, and was also a prophet. So um, it's something that I think is very, very much applicable to our day and age. So that's why personally I, I take a, I mean, an interest in this particular book. Um, and it's been wonderful feedbacks uh, across the previous, uh, the previous uh, editions. Uh, a lot of people joining uh, from all over the world and sharing very, very uh, Encouraging and lovely feedbacks. Thank you very much. Those who are always listening to our podcasts as well. Thank you very much. Okay, so let's go. Uh, the book of Amos. Uh, the memory scripture is maybe somewhere good to start. The memory scripture, if we're there, let's read together. Amos chapter 3, verse 7. Amos chapter 3, verse 7. Let's read together. I want to go. Surely the Lord, Lord does, does nothing, nothing unless he reveals, reveals his secret to his, to his servants, servants the, prophets. the prophets. I mean, this alone should, if there's anything that should encourage us to read the Bible, this verse should. Because everything that the Lord is going to do has been revealed, either to his prophet now um, or, or be revealed uh, in the scriptures. Now, there's a difference, uh, this theologically speaking now, there's a difference between, um, how do I say, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to be careful. There's a difference between um, what is revealed and what is illuminated. Number of uh, uh, prophet, I mean, number of uh, scholars uh, will argue that there's no more revelation. It's just illumination. And it's just semantics in my own opinion, but I would, let me just, um, let me, let me uh, uh, explain, which means everything has got to do with revelation, fresh revelation had been revealed in the scriptures. There's no new revelation coming again, but there could be illumination. You can, God can shine light on a particular topic, on a particular subject for you as a pastor, as a child of God, you can read uh, uh, the same scripture again and like, whoa, and there is illumination on that scripture, not necessarily a new revelation. So those who hold that school of thought, we agree with me and you that uh, if you want to know about the mind of God concerning anything that's going on on earth, uh, the answer be from the scriptures so uh this this verse alone should drive us towards reading the scriptures uh and i and i hope it will encourage us towards reading that uh the scripture okay um amos was was also sent uh to to israel now permit me to also do a bit of of uh, uh, a bit of, of recap or a bit of history lesson here. Uh, 
when we talk about Israel now, uh, is the Northern Kingdom. Just a quick recap. We know that um, uh, the children of Israel uh, uh, went on a civil war after, after Solomon. So the Northern Kingdom uh, were bearing Israel, while the Southern Kingdom were called Judah. Now, uh, uh, most of our times when we talk about the children of Israel, we, uh, we think about some, uh, I, we could be confused to think that, oh, are we talking about just the house of Israel, which is the Northern Kingdom, or the whole tribe, the whole uh, nation itself, which included Israel and, uh, and, and Judah. So Amos was sent to the Northern Kingdom. He was from the Southern Kingdom, he was from Judah, but he was sent to the Northern Kingdom uh, at a time whereby the Northern Kingdom had the highest prosperity. They had the highest, they were militarily secured. I mean, it's, it's, it will look like a prophet of doom. You people, you don't, you don't have anything good to say, ni? always having something bad to say. This one, so uh, if, if, if Amos was in the shoes of some of us, we will not go and deliver that, that kind of a message. Because, I mean, it looks too good. I mean, things look too good. To, to go south. Uh, and moreover, is a, we'll look at uh, his occupation in a bit, but he, he had about three occupations. Uh, maybe I should even talk about that. Uh, uh, from, from, uh, from, from, the, from the things we know about Amos, he was a breeder, uh, a rancher, and a farmer. He takes care of sycamore trees. He also has a farm. Uh, and where he stays um, uh, in Tequa, sycamore doesn't actually grow in Tequa. Uh, history makes us to understand that sycamore doesn't grow where he stays. So probably he has a, a, a ranch or a far, uh, his ranch because he's a keeper of sheep. He has his ranch in Tequa. He has other businesses abroad outside his, his locality. So this guy is a typical successful entrepreneur who in all fairness shouldn't even bother about i mean if it was these days my business is doing fine let me just enjoy myself well, what there's no need there's no point bothering about uh, uh religious uh, uh things or religious issues and co so uh that, that was who um who amos was he was a breeder a rancher and a farmer uh and uh, maybe in church, we're currently discussing uh, principles of financial intelligence. Um, we are going to, uh, uh, after that, we're going to treat uh, sources of income that a number of sources of income that a believer should have. Uh, sometimes ago, I used to think it's, it's, it should be four, and I'll explain why. The Bible says about the Garden of Eden, that a river flowed into the garden and divided itself into four. Uh, we had Havila, we had Pishon, I think two others. Uh, and those four streams watered the garden. It could, God could have just made one stream to water the garden. I mean, it doesn't cost him anything. Why divide it into four? So I got from there that a believer should have four streams of income, four things bringing money. However, later in my, in my study, I, I realized that even four is small for a believer. I'm going to talk about that in a separate sermon uh, when we finish talking about financial intelligence. Uh, you may want to tune in, get ready for that. But yes, uh, this guy had three sources of income. So as Christians, there's nothing uh, stopping us or debarring us from having multiple uh, streams of income. In fact, we should have multiple streams of income. Okay, um, who is with the manual? Sister Elizabeth, are you with the manual? Just help us read the introduction. Okay, sir. Yeah. Introduction. The book of Amos was likely written by Prophet Amos. Amos was a shepherd who lived in the region of Tequa not many miles from the city of Jerusalem. He made his living by raising sheep and taking care of sycamore trees. 
When its produce was ready for market, he went to the towns and villages of Israel. His journeys took him through the country districts where he observed the hardships imposed on the working class of people by the wealthy landowners who lived in the towns or cities in the midst of comparative luxury. While in the cities, Amos was deeply troubled, not only by the contrast between the rich and the poor, but by the way in which the political and religious leaders tried to justify this disparity. Yahweh materially rewards those who are faithful in the performance of their ritualistic obligations to him. Hence, they interpreted their own prosperity and that of the nation as a whole, as evidence that the divine favor rests on them and will continue to do so for all time to come. At the same time, the reason that poor people deserve their hard lots in life because they do not regularly participate in the sacrifices and other religious activities practiced at the established places of worship. The theme of the book involves concepts like social justice, God's omnipotence and divine judgment. The state of Amos society provided him with grounds for his ministry. And it also provides us with grounds for considering that he will have something to say to us today. Praise. Hallelujah. Thank, thank you very much. Uh, uh, we could see something that really jumped out uh, uh, to me here is that it was in his going about his business that he saw injustice. It was what his business, I mean, the, the, the things he was doing because of his business, he goes about selling his goods. And that was where he started seeing the gap in between the rich and the poor, or these are people have been treated. So, I mean, it shows that God can use us in any way. In fact, the, the Melchizedek priesthood actually talks about, uh, uh, I mean, is, is about, uh, uh, I, I'm trying to get the, is about the, the priest king. Melchizedek was a priest of God and king of Salem. So we've been called after the order of Melchizedek to be priests and also kings. Kings in our, in our uh, careers or businesses, kings in banking, kings in, in, in engineering, kings in tech, and also priests of God. Amos was someone like that. He was, he was a successful entrepreneur. He goes about distributing his goods. And while doing that, he was still doing ministry. I mean, this is just highly encouraging uh, uh, to me. So it was in, his, in, in the course of doing his job, normal job, I started observing the, the gaps between the rich and the poor. And which is which is which is uh, what is it called? Which is which is normal? Which is seems to be normal in our days. Uh, and the issue is that people are trying to even justify uh, that gap that uh, poor people deserve that kind of a hard life because they do not uh, uh, they do not give religious offerings and or practice some set of religious acts. And that is also. Uh, happening in a day and time. That's why I said at the beginning that um, a number of, of, of scholars will hold that there's nothing to be reviewed again. It's just illumination. Everything has been reviewed in the, in the scriptures. So people that say that it is, um, um, why do they say it now? Uh, that is because of what I'm doing for God, that God is blessing me. Uh, that, that theology is, is dangerous. That theology is dangerous. Um, uh, a son and daughter of mine um, were so discouraged because they thought that things should be uh, uh, smooth for them. Uh, and they got married and uh, a few challenges happened. And they were started looking at God, am I not serving you? God, am I not doing this? Uh, that's the theology of the people that have it hard in life 
mean that they didn't do well uh, or they didn't, uh, they didn't, they are not committed in church or they are not doing this right or they are not doing that right. That theology is very, very dangerous, very, very risky. Yes, uh, God will reward us. God will protect us. God will, I mean, God will be our guide uh, when we work for him. He will work for us. Yes. Uh, however, we shouldn't just um, uh, uh, come into conclusion or judge people uh, who, are, who are not as fortunate as some of us. Uh, and so for it to mean that, oh, it's because they are not good or they, are not, they didn't do this well or they did that well. It's a very dangerous theology. Okay. Um, discussion. The message of Amos. Okay, before we go into the discussion, let me just quickly uh, also state this. There were eight judgments in the, in the book of Amos. I'm not going to go into them. I just want to list this for our, um, for our uh, scholastic uh, arguments, not, not, not in this study. Uh, judgment against Damascus, judgment against Gaza, judgment against Tyre, judgment against Edom, judgment against Ammon, judgment against Moab, then judgment against Judah, and then judgment against Israel. The first six of these were the heathen nations, uh, and the last two were the children of Israel. What this just brings out for me is that God is watching. In fact, the, 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 the children of, uh, of Moab, uh, of Edom, sorry, and even Moabites, but the children of Edom, when, when, the, when the, the Assyrians came to capture the children of Israel, the children of Edom, the Bible says they were the neighbors, they were cheering, they were cheering the, the Assyrians on. They were even encouraging them, hailing them that should smash the, the, the kids of the Israelites on, on stones, smash their infants against stones. And the Bible says God recorded it. That it's going to judge the Edomites for saying that. And the and the and the yeah, the Edomites and the, and the Moabites actually. Uh, for, for saying that. So whatever, when people are going through judgments or when people are going through uh, issues, either judgment from God or, or whatever, it is not in our own uh, uh, place to be hailing. Hey, God catch up. We are doing very well. God show you very well. Yes, let him pain him very well. See, Amos, these six nations, also at their own judgment. And the Edomites, uh, we know they are the descendants of Esau. They never forgave the Israelites for the blessing uh, Jacob took from their forefather. So probably that was what they did, uh, why they did that. But it's a lesson uh, for us all. Uh, when people are going through stuff, either it is because of their sin or it's because God is punishing them or God is testing them, or for whatever reason, it is not in our place. It is not in our duty to judge or to, or to, to laugh at them. So please, let's take that, um, that one in seriously. So let's go to the discussion. Uh, please raise your hand if you want to talk or contribute in the discussion uh, so that the class will be interesting, the study will be interesting. The message of Amos is not a happy type in the scripture. It does not contain encouragement. It speaks of unending gloom and doom. Those eight nations, it was just telling, the, I mean, even the ones that, the judgment that will come against Judah and Israel was talking about uh, uh, that it's going to happen. There's no repent. Like, it's not that if you people repent, this will happen. That it's going to happen. That your new people will be judged. Uh, so that's, that's, that's what the book uh, is about. Uh, but even at this time, Israel was having it good. And it was, it was from, from Judah sent to another country. So they're like, Brussie, we don't want you. They didn't even want him. Like they changed the, we don't want your prophecy. Go, go and prophesy to your own people. So yeah, God can send us on an errand and we go there and meet rejection. I mean, if I'm going to take a, a, a census or a poll on this call, uh, you will see the number of people that 
that yes, God has sent them. It was God that sent them on that errand. Uh, but <laughs> when, they, when they went on the errand, they, 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 they didn't have it funny. They didn't find it funny. Uh, so yes, God can send you on an errand and people will discourage you. People will, will go against you. They say they don't want to hear you, blah, blah, blah. Yes, uh, it has happened before. Be encouraged or just deliver the message. Number two, the book reveals a total decline in societal standard among God's people, motivated by abused affluence, exploitation, and godless profits. So now, uh, I, I, I would love us to discuss what's, what, what, which profits uh, is too much. How do, I, how do I say it? As a businessman, where do you draw the line in terms of making excessive profits? Like Yorubas will say, which means profit that is above norm. Where do we draw the line? Can someone help us? Where do we draw the line uh, in terms of saying, oh, this profit is too much. This margin is too much on a proposal. Where do we draw the line? Who is talking? At least I have two business people on this call, so. Let's go. Okay, my uh, sister Femi. Hello, good evening. Good evening. Yeah, I don't, well, to me, I don't think there is any place that you can draw a line um, because, you know, all of our swings, we always want more. And uh, even a, a business person, we always want more, even if they have millions of naira or millions of whatever currency they have. They were always eager for more. So, to my own, you know, understanding, and uh, as uh, a mom or maybe somebody that wants to start their own business, or somebody that is already in the business, or somebody in Christ like, I will not. I will not say that. Let me just put it in the spiritual realm. Like, okay, I have Jesus. I know Him. I'm already sealed. No, I need to eager for more and test for more. So let's apply that into the business world. I don't think there should be a cap for that. Okay, thank you. Uh, I love that. Uh, let, 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 let me have one more contribution then I'll just, uh, so that we can strike a balance. Uh, any other contribution? Uh, because people are tempted to go emotional on things like this and say, uh, you're a Christian. You bought, you bought something for say a thousand Naira and you're selling it for 1,500 or 2,000 Naira. You have 1,000 Naira profit on it. Oh, that's too much. That's too small. That's too this, that's too bad. Uh, where the that's, in my own opinion, that's emotional. Now, I think the excessive profit in the context of Amos is like this. You have a company, you made a profit this year of say $10 million. And you cannot do profit sharing with your guys or with your staff, the people that you're using, you're not increasing salaries, you're not, they can't feel that the company made this much profit this year. That is the injustice. That is the godless profit uh, uh, Bible is talking about. Because, I mean, I've been a business person for, for quite a while. Uh, and uh, there, there are some, some, some proposals you submit and that contract is not approved until say six months, eight months after you submitted proposal. <laughs> when you are submitting your proposal, you thought that dollars, dollar was say 500 to one naira. I mean, 500 naira to one dollar. By the time they approve your project, dollar is now 800 naira to one dollar. What do you, how, where do you, it can't break even. So, so that we don't get confused, we don't get emotional unnecessarily about things like this. Any, any, very, any, any good businessman knows how to project, knows the market, knows the dynamics of the market, and they can walk around their margin. 
where it is godless, it is, is when those who are working with you, who are working for you, who are part of your business, cannot feel the impacts of that profit. That's my opinion. Uh, Sister Femi, uh, please yeah, commit yourself. Yeah, I will, be, I will second what you said. Um, yes, I, read, I wanted to try to speak Yoruba. Jude is not good. Okay, so like when you make profit, like you said, and you don't, okay, like me being a leader or manager at my place of work now, and Mojiri, uh, and I'm not sharing it with people, that is not good. Even in the Christendom, right? You've been a pastor and you are not delegating and you are keeping everything with you. That is like, okay, what am I doing under the uh, authority of this person? Because I'm not learning. There is nothing I'm gaining there. So I need to move. So yes, technically. And, you know, I do understand that, you know, people will say, oh, but this person is a Christian, you know, why are they, their own price is now as high as this. We have to also understand that, you know, Christianity is a pattern of life, is a way of life. It has to reflect in everything we do. In uh, even saving our money. Well, you are already in, you are a business, you are an entrepreneur, right? So mm -hmm. to me, I, I would say that we have to be considerate. And uh, fine, we want to make the money, we want to make the profit, we want to do everything, but at the same time, we also have to be Christ-like and channel those things to the way of God. Okay, thank you. Uh, I, I would really love to have more contributions, uh, please. Let's talk about this, because for, for entrepreneurs, especially in this part of the world, it's not easy because except everything you are buying is local. I mean, even if it is local, things are getting expensive. In fact, some colleagues of mine were talking about uh, a particular product um, that used to be 250 Naira last year or, or about, about 10 months, eight to 10 months ago. That particular product used to be 250 Naira. It's now 750 Naira as of today. That's three times more expensive. So if you submitted a proposal 10 months ago, that thing is three times more expensive now. And it depends on if you submit a proposal in a well-structured environment, you can't withdraw your proposal and say you want to start going do something again. I mean, so where do we draw? Where, where, what is this too much profit in all fairness? Because if I'm going to make a quotation, that I, I'm, I know is not likely to get approved till middle of next year. I'll be quoting that dollar is about a thousand naira because dollar is likely going to go to a thousand naira. And someone will tell me that, okay, as at the time you were making the quotation, dollar was still, as, how much is it now? 650. But things are, aside the fact that dollars, naira is devaluing, devaluing, things are about 30% more expensive. Even let's assume that dollar didn't, I mean, Naira is not devaluing. Things, there's a 30% margin on, on raw materials, on things you buy. So where do you draw the line? I really want to learn from every other person. Please, who is, who is speaking? Where do we really, this is a real life scenario, real life, what you went to market to buy for 10 Naira six months ago is now 30 Naira. Live. So if you submitted a proposal six months ago and you quoted 10 Naira, and they now say, okay, you've been approved for the job. You can't do that job. It's not, it's not a course. If they give you, what you, do, you, you can't do the job. So please, where do we draw this line? Because and now, now the balance is this. If I now quoted 30 Naira six months ago, uh, projecting that things would be more expensive and things didn't become more expensive. Have I committed a sin? Have I... You get my point. If I say, okay, for instance, people have said you have read several uh, uh, materials that dollar is likely going, naira is likely going to go to a thousand naira to a dollar, and we're already projecting now, and it eventually didn't happen. Naira didn't get to one thousand naira. Uh, dollar didn't get to one thousand naira, and you've quoted on that, and you, so your margin is higher. So, have you? Is it wrong? Will you go and return the balance to the uh, people and say, ah, sorry, oh, 
we thought that dollar would be naira would be bad. <laughs> we are now bringing the, the change. Please let's submit ourselves. Let's talk, please, please. I don't think I'm wrong if I hope. Um, because yeah. we have to project, right? We have to project. Even down here, the milk that we buy for two dollars and ninety nine cents before is now five dollars. So that is already three dollars over. Mm. You understand? And I can understand from, you know, Nigerians and everything or every other part of the world. So if you are projecting on a daily or monthly, you have to add additional X-ray superpower to number that just mm. in case anything can happen. Mm. Inflation, deflation, anything can happen. You have that, that variable have to be there. So I don't think I've gained more if the market stays the same. The only mm. thing I think maybe I would do as of that sign even if I am doing it, um, maybe like uh, the materials that I'm buying, yeah. it has to be more of uh, quality yeah. because the price still stays the same. So let me give them more quality so that I can earn another business in the in the future. Okay, uh, uh, let's have uh, Paul, you're raising your hand, please unmute yourself. Hello. Hello. Yeah, can you tell me? Yeah, 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 hallelujah. Uh, yeah, so, um, Christians, uh, we ought to do business and make profits. Um, that, that, that's a short, that, that's a short thing. Uh, but then it's, it's important that we, we do it having the mind that we are sons of God. Okay. So, um, I would say that basically for off the shelf goods, for, for those people who, who deal in, um, say, provisions and of the shelf goods um, normally that have price tags. So I, I believe generally that business is all about negotiations. So for, 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 for of the shelf goods that already have their price tags as business people who, who, who sell goods. So if, 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 I, if I already have my price tags on, on my goods, uh, whoever is coming to buy to patronize me already has seen my price. It is now left to the person to say, okay, I'm, I want to go ahead. I'm willing to go ahead. Or can I, can we negotiate? And if it pleases me, yeah, fine. But then as Christians, we ought to know that um, um, there is, there is, although um, good, uh, a price, a good price is relative now. It, yeah. it is good to make profit, but then we, we should have the mind that it's not like, we, we are going all out there to, to, to more like we want to just siphon, you know, um, greed. Uh, we, we, we should try to watch greed. So having said that, so for, for all the shelf goods, if you have put your price, even if, if one is greedy, but as a buyer, if, you, if you've seen a price, okay, this, this is the price, okay, am I willing to buy? Do I have enough to, to pay for this? Do I have um, lesser options elsewhere? So as a buyer, you can, you can just walk away. All right, so uh, while I wouldn't say it is totally wrong to fix a price you feel is ideal, but then I also like to stress that ideal, that ideal price, what is ideal is relative to people. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I say that getting a times three gain is, is ideal for me. Somebody else will say, no, uh, it's too much and all that. So uh, we, we have to also understand the place of that, that uh, what is ideal is relative. And then for, for contracts, I, I, what, what I noticed that has been done for major, for, for big contracts is that they, um, you know, they try to, at, at the proposal stage, uh, people try to, contractors try to uh, introduce some policies in the contract, contract times. Um, sometimes the, 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 the payment, sometimes they do it in, Say a, a, a portion of the payment will be done in Naira, a portion will be done in dollar, just to you know to balance all the, the differences. And also there, there could be like in the cases where that is not obtainable, there could be um a, a, a clause in the contract that could state that, that, that could state if, that okay, yeah, um yeah. pending the the um the, the current XYZ, rate of dollar, yeah. especially for long lead items. Yeah. So in the, um, the longer short of it is that um, um, what is good price is relative, but as children of God, we should just do everything to satisfy our conscience and ensure that uh, we are not, in quotes, defrauding people. <laughs> Thank you. Thank sir. you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you. 
Yeah, and that's true in big, in very big contracts. In fact, you have to put that this contract, this price was 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 um, was brought at X Y Z USD rate. So a ten percent further depreciation or a ten percent increase in inflation will mean the price will move by X amount of percentage. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, that that's that's actually doable in in most contracts. Uh, yes, thank you very much. That that gives us a context, a balance, and a context. Yeah. So next one, Amos emphasizes the moral character of Yahweh, the righteous ruler of all nations. Uh, now we we are we, we, Our Majesty the Queen. Um, she's going to be buried on Monday, and we're looking at the number of things that's been said about her. A number of uh, she's in fact. Uh, I, I, I listened to an analysis this morning, and uh, someone was saying she will she will be referred to as Elizabeth the Faithful, because for seventy years she's been this, she's been that. I mean, lo loads of things, uh, accolades poured out about her. But this study is telling us that God is the righteous judge of all nations. Is the righteous ruler of all nations. Not just, okay, let's read uh, uh, Amos chapter 5, verse 21 to 27. Not just Christian nations. And I think we need to get to that, to that part, to that uh, uh, Amos chapter 5, 21 to 27. If anybody is there, just submit yourself and read. We need to get to that, that uh, realization that God is not just God of Nigeria or God of the people that, that are serving him or God of the people that just acknowledge that he exists, even is a ruler of the atheist nations, the Muslim nations, the people that don't even, the people that don't believe that God exists, is still the God of those nations. Amos chapter five, verse, uh, verse 21 to 27. Anybody? Verse 21. Yes. I, I despise your feast days. And I will not smell in your solemn assemblies. Though you offer me both offerings and your meat offerings, I will not accept them. Neither will I regard the peace offerings of, of your fat beast. Take thou away from me. Hello? Judgment run down as waters, and righteousness as a mighty stream. Have you offered unto me sacrifices and all? Yes, O house of Israel. But ye have borne the tabernacle of your malok and chose your images, the star of your God, which made to yourselves. Therefore, will I cause you to go into captivity beyond them, said the Lord, whose name is the God of Jesus. Mm. Praise God. Uh, so we can see, I, I, I think we said this in church on Sunday. Uh, I remember the days of our university days whereby, you know, some people just go to, to in quotes, uh, bribe God. I mean, we to use that word, bribe God with their offering. Uh, that God, this is the last 1,000 naira I have, or this is the last 200 naira I have. I'm dropping it in the offering basket, though you must, uh, before I get to my hostel, a miracle must happen. And God is telling us here that it doesn't really, uh, uh, it doesn't really take interest in those kind of offerings. He wants a repentant heart, uh, rather. So all those things that we think the religious activities, in quotes, that we think uh, will might interest God, no, he's not, uh, he's not actually interested in all those things. He wants us to repent. He wants us to have a contract at bring a sacrifice, uh, a sacrifice of praise. I mean, bring a sacrifice, a total sacrifice of repentant hearts to, to, to him. Not, uh, uh, not the kind of, of, not the kind of, bribing or bribery and corruption. A lot of us bribe God with our tithes. Uh, he wants a heart. 
uh, rather than your money. Uh, praise the Lord. Okay, the great economy and prosperity whereby the rich got richer and the poor getting poorer makes so makes that makes social injustice rampant during the reign of King Jeroboam II was not of God's pleasure. Is that not the order of the day everywhere today? How can this be curbed? What should we say about capitalism or any other harsh economic system that is not people-oriented? Christians should take Amos's message seriously. In fact, when I was praying for this, and I saw this, and everybody, people that know me know that I'm very, very politically active. This capitalism issue, eh? it is well. But what do we, I mean, the rich getting richer, the poor getting poorer, is that not what is happening in any capitalist environment? And most of the countries of the West, even some of African countries, are all capitalists. If you are not born to a rich family, if you don't come from a rich home, or you have one uncle somewhere that we, I mean, the, from, from birth, levels have already been created that this person cannot go past this person, these people. So what do we say to this? Number one, we can, there's no, there's no even need to ask that question that a rich getting richer, poor getting poorer is the order of the day in most of our societies. That is a fact. Now, what can we do? We have 15 more minutes though. Let's just quickly talk about that and uh, we'll conclude. What can we do? Because this, if you just look at the society, it's just, I mean, if you come from a particular part of, of, of the country or you were born, I mean, you attended, a there's a particular country that only two universities have produced their political leaders. You cannot be a prime minister in that country if you don't attend, if you didn't attend any of those two universities. Those two universities only take children from a particular set of secondary schools. Those particular set of secondary schools only take children from a particular set of primary schools. So right from the day your child is entering primary school, his future is already determined. It's so capitalism, in my, in all, in my own opinion, no, I mean, it's just so, so unfair. And people will say, okay, socialism, uh, how will you say everything, you bring everything, but let's go into politics anyway. But I've just thought about this, even before this lecture, I've, I've thought about this over and over. Hallelujah. Hello. 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 Uh, what me I would just say in terms of the capitalism is that what me I observe and I understand is that even apart from saying whether capitalism or not, you find out that people, the children that goes to very uh, fine school right from the maybe from uh, from primary school, you mm -hmm. find out the they are the people that are privileged. Maybe their their parents are able to pay their school fees. At that yes. level, and yes. as as time goes on, when they get to secondary school, those parents they are able to take them to special school as well, and uh, on and on like that. Even getting to university, and even on and on like that, you uh, get into or maybe they even send their children abroad. Yes. So yes. it's not to me. It's not a matter of saying maybe intentionally uh, the the trend wants to go like that, but mm. it starts from the fact that some parents immediately you are able to to place your children at a very, at least, not that, at least by the factor of your financial stand, you are mm. able to take your child to a special school or to, to a private school. And, uh, <laughs> and due to what is happening in the society, on and on like that, you can afford it. So at the end of the day, you find out that the children that uh, they meet at primary school level as a special mm. or at a primary uh, private school, they are the same set of people they still meet They'll go to university, school, yes, ma. And yes, even ma. to university level. Yes, ma. And even getting to, maybe they, they are still able to go take to their work. children to, to, to ab abroad. 
And yes, by Lord. the time they will maybe the some of those people in future they want to mm. select, maybe they want to campaign or they want to it is still they are people. It is those people <laughs> that they have known before. Mm. Eh? And it's, it will not be as if a bird of same feather flex together. It's mm. not as if they want to do it intentionally, but it's just because those are the people they are they have been coming together, and mm. they just at least you cannot compare those children with those people that maybe they are their parents, they are just pepper seller. So mm. there is no way they can meet at all. If my mm. parents is a pepper seller and they, and they, after selling pepper, maybe after the day school, after uh, the uh, after coming back from school, I have to 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 hook uh, pure water around. There is no way I can match up with people that maybe after school they will take them to private lesson. They take them, mm. they give them a private teacher. One and not like that. There is no any correlation at all to me. Oh, mm. it's not a matter of saying uh, there is one capital uh, capitalism or capital uh, capitalist. Except by the grace of God, maybe mm. those children along the way. You know, like uh, one uh, Yoruba proverb said that any canon no for jago for jagan. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And just like somebody like me now, my parents they were farmers, but along the way I discovered that maybe by the by factor of the husband I marry, we now say we sit and say ah, this our this is the way we are becoming, but we want to part our life in a special way. So there there may be a change along that way. So our change depends on we ourselves, the decision we make along the line. And that's why the spouse, you, the partner you marry in life really determine a lot of things. So mm. it might be changed and it may not be changed. But it doesn't mean that uh, those people that are capitalists, they, they just made it like that. It's because of the foundation. So mm. that is just our own submission. Thank you, mommy. Thank you very much. I don't know yes. if there's any other contribution on that, uh, but... In the days of our parents, if you remember, uh, maybe in, in, in our days, in the early part of our days as well, um, the children of the rich and the poor will meet at the university. They go to the same Unilag, Uniben, Ifair together, both privileged and, and less privileged. When we were in secondary school, I went to a military school, the, the son of a general is in the same class with the son of a sergeant. But now, <laughs> you can never meet. Oh. They can never even attend. They can never meet on the streets. They can never have anything to get there. They can't attend the same school. They can't attend the same DKSF. They can't. Mm -hmm. Let's look at what's happening in Nigeria now. Asu has been on strike for six months. You think the children of the rich are affected? Even the children of the average are not affected. The children of the average Nigerian are in private universities let alone the children of the rich, they are not even in Nigeria. So the gap just keeps getting wider and wider and wider. Yes. In my own opinion, I feel uh, we should just pray that for, for good governance or something. I don't know. Sister Femi, you want to say something? Yeah, mommy, Adebayo did make a quite lot of points. And, you know, I remember back home when I was in the school, in the primary school, my mom was a teacher, my dad was an engineer. Um, and I went to public school. Mm. I went to public school. And mm. you know what? As of that time, oh, public school was public school and was good. Mm. And even people in the private school could not compete with us in the public yeah. school. You understand? Mm. But the thing have changed. The children of the 80s and the 90s are not the same as these 20 centuries, at this 21st centuries, the things have changed. Some of my cousins that went to Redeemers or whatever, you know, during my own time when I was going to university, like seriously, will I want my kids to go to a university of four years for eight years? So because of that, the generation change, uh, things change as the decade is evolving. We change because you will not. I will if I am in Nigeria to tell you the truth. I will not even allow my child, to go to Lasu because I, instead of me going four years, I ended up seven years. 
Wow. Extra three years. We did, we did six years in Futa. <laughs> you understand? So yeah. if people that are going to that school, during my own time, you might still see maybe I want more, uh, I want more music. Yeah, yeah. You, now, you, yeah. Cannot, you cannot. You, you can't. Cannot, you it can, can never be together. Maybe in Unilag you might meet because of no, the name Unilag. No, they will not I come to know. Unilag. I can tell it's you that. They are all in private universities. It's, not, it's been a long time. Yeah, I don't finish university for Nigeria. I finished in 2005 <laughs> <laughs> and 2000. So it's been a long time. So I have no idea what the educational system is, mm. but I have cousins that I sent to school that I pay their school fees. I understand that now some of my cousins are saying, maybe, you know what? I think I have to switch to polio because mm. now I've been sitting down at home. You understand? Yeah, and police goes on strike. Yeah. Exactly. And, it's, mm. and you know the funniest thing? Some of my other cousins that went to private school. They already graduated. They have already graduated, right? There is not going to be that correlation. Isn't that capitalism? So mm. it, has, it has its own advantage and disadvantage. Socialism also has its own and its own. So the only thing we should just pray, right? Like mommy knows she so we should just pray. We should keep telling them the word of God. Don't say because my mom is a teacher or my mom is a farmer or this and that, then you want to stay with me. No, I'm a God. So and now with the way things are going, I was, I was talking to my son, my teenage son, and I said, you know what? Don't come home one day when you want to go to college and tell mom I want to do a business business administration. It's not going to work. <laughs> Don't tell me you want to come do accounting. It's not going to work. You know why? The trend things are going now. And yes. that's one of the mistakes that we Christians do. We need to apply wisdom and biblical wisdom. The things things are trending now. We cannot just okay, oh, Motibadura, go and read sociology, go and read our courses. Mm -hmm. No, you have to lead them right because mm -hmm. if not, we will have the same people in. I, I'm not a police person. My husband is, but you know what? You will tell them that you know what? We don't want this set of people anymore. We want a new era. But how can mm -hmm. we get a new era if we don't begin in the family? Mm. And how can we begin in the family is making sure that our kids are aligned mm. in the way Family that they family. should grow. Not that mm. we should grow. You will tell them that, okay, this is what I want you to do. This is why you should. This is I am from a Nigerian typical home. I understand mm. my parents did not tell me what and what and what and why and why. This student of now, as they will ask you the five wives. Yeah. Why this? Why that? And we have to be patient enough to tell them my this country is capitalism, this is socialism, this is this, this is that. And because of this, this is why I'm telling you to do this in the next 10 years, five years, you're gonna be reaping it. Because we cannot look at the short term of people and say, you know what, I want to go to college and uh, university to go and to go and study what? You will tell the person to go and study what? You fail your jam, go and do it again. Not go and do it's not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that some courses are not good in the university, but you need to understand the trend things are going, and we have to follow that trend as a Christian. We are not into politics, however, we have to sometime. To we actually should be in politics, yeah, well, we maybe. Uh, I am not, but we have to and put ourselves into some places. Yeah. If yeah, not, I agree. it will be the same thing all over and all over again. Mm. Thank yeah. you. Uh, Sophia, go ahead. We're almost out of time. Sophia, go ahead. Yeah, yeah praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> like we know, this disparity between the rich and the poor, I think is something that forever and ever it should mm. be. It's it's not it's not going to go. It will be, but the thing we should do as 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 Christians believers is um like uh, all the persons that have spoken ahead of me have rightly said, we should pray for the government. God has given us all things that pertains to life and godliness, that pertains to life. So I should enjoy good life 
and everything. But the hmm. governments, but but the governments, you know, uh, of of the uh, of the countries, sometimes you know, some the way these politicians even act, you'll be like, are these ones even human beings? You understand? One person looting what could stab thousands of persons. You understand? So, like talking about the rich and the poor, it will always be there. like Pastor was saying, like you rightly said, even the children of of, of an average. Let's take Nigeria for example. Even the children of of an, an average Nigerian, they are not they are private, they are private schools. Yeah. The reason why will a child graduate from school without? Who do you know? What hmm. what network of persons have you put in place? Hmm. That's the reason even an average Nigerian will struggle to put their children in private institutions. Hmm. So they will meet they will meet with the high class, the mighty, and all. But I think. Uh, Apart from praying for, for, for the governments of, of the nation, uh, let me digress a little. I think our part as believers also, even in the midst of, if you are fortunate, you are in the midst of, you, you happen to be in this class of people that are, at least they are well-to-do, they can make ends meet and all. Let's still train these children that uh, this person you are seeing that probably cannot meet up to your standard is still human. And they did not make themselves that. And you know, like children, even I learned a lot. Sometimes I read about this thing, like don't teach them not to, to, to treat the domestic staff, not call them by their, to call them by their names and not just a driver, a house help, a, a minder and all. You understand? So that's just what I have to contribute. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, it's eight o'clock already. Let's just wrap up. And I love what, what this study concludes with. It says, God's promises for the future are anchor points to keep us stable and to give us hope in times of personal distress and difficulty. And I also have to put here, in, in times of national difficulties, it's a global difficulty. It's not just in Nigeria. The economy is going terribly bad all, 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 all over the world. Uh, but God has given us an anchor, has given us a hope to keep us stable in these times. The more we understand what God has promised for, for the future, the more we can endure our challenges today. However, we must remember that God hates sin. He can never tolerate it. So uh, let's keep up the hopes. Uh, God will always make a way for his children, no matter what. And once you know what God has for you in the future, you are sure, you are sure. Um, it, it will help you go through whatever it is you're going, you going through today. It will help you, it will, it will prepare you, it will douse every tension. You know that the future is bright. And I declare unto you, your future is bright in Jesus' name. Do we have questions here on Facebook? Uh, please type your questions quickly. We're already two minutes behind schedule. In the absence of none, okay, no questions here. Yeah. In the absence of none, uh, Sister Femi, could you please uh, close the meeting for us with a word of prayers? Heavenly Father, we just we glorify your name. Thank you for leaning at your feet this evening. Um, thank you for bringing great minds together. Thank you, O oh Lord, for sharing, you know, you know, your word with us, O oh Lord, and also, you know, implementing it in our life, in our daily lives, mm. because that is how we are called Christians, because everything that we read, we should, you know, make sure it is reflecting in our lives. Thank you, O mm. Lord, for today's Bible study. As Thank we will you. gather again next week for another Bible study, the study at your word, I, I pray that we all will be here in the name of Jesus. Amen. O Lord comes before then, we shall all meet at the glorious day in the name of Amen. Jesus. Once again, we for our countries, O Lord, that you, O Lord, you will bring peace into the country in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let be glorified in Amen. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining. Those of us in Abuja, we meet on Saturday, 8 a.m. for evangelism. And then on Sunday, our service starts at 8 a.m. Uh, Sunday school and the school service itself starts at 9 and we close at 11. God bless you. Thank you very much for joining. Next week, uh, we may 
or may not have Bible study because we're going for pastor's conference. I'll try and squeeze myself out uh, if I'm not too busy uh, to have the, uh, so that I can have the study, but uh, we'll communicate via the usual uh, platforms. God bless us in Jesus' name. Have a wonderful evening. Bye.